and welcome to today's edition of Business Blondes. And I am going to say a massive thank you to Caroline because you guys do not know what she's just been through to <laughs> join me on the show today. So thank you, Caroline, for going that extra mile. Um, and I know uh, some extra cash went was thrown towards it as well. So I do appreciate it because our other two blondes uh, couldn't make it today. So it was very, very nearly a one woman show this morning or this afternoon, wasn't it? Very, very nearly. But yeah, we wish you Caroline and Kim Adele, um, and we hope that what you're doing today is going well for you. So Caroline, if you've got your breath back, lovely. I have. I've got my fan on now, so I'm cooling down. I look, a bit, I look a bit windswept because I come from the centre of London and there weren't any cabs, but I'm, I got here by the skin of my teeth. But yeah, it's been a really good week, thank you. Um, it's lovely to be in central London and see it all opening up again. And the weather's so beautiful, people in restaurants outside. You always get the lowdown on how business is from a cab driver. And he was saying it is beginning to pick up and life is coming back. And he thought it was really good that we're, you know, the restrictions have been lifted a little bit and people are being more confident. Um, we need the tourists. We need London to have the tourists back because then the hotels open and theatres get full and, you know, but we're getting there and it was lovely. And I hope hopeful, hopeful sunny Thursday to see a little bit of normality come back. Really amazing. It's funny, isn't it? Because um, obviously Monday was Freedom Day. Um, but I'm, I don't know how you're finding it, Caroline, but in my neck of the woods, over in the glorious sunny Essex, um, everybody still is acting like nothing's changed. So everybody's still wearing masks. In fact, I walked into a supermarket on Monday morning and I stopped in my tracks and said to a member of staff, am I supposed to be wearing a mask? Because I was the only person in there that wasn't. And she said, no, 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 it's up to you. Um, but everybody was and everywhere I went, uh, I spent a glorious day, yesterday I had the day off um, with my nine-year-old, we went to the beach and everybody was wearing masks and again we were like one of the only two that weren't. So how are you finding it there in the city? Well I, um, I go around the supermarket without my mask now because I can and I didn't want to wear it, um, I didn't, I'm not a pro-mask person, I went on the tube this morning, I would say 50-50. And I sat at the point of the carriage where people weren't wearing it so there was no issues. Um, and I think if you're well spaced out and if you're outside and if you're standing on a platform and it's outside and there's no one near you, that you know, use your own common sense really. But I, I, I agree, mostly people in the shops are, but it's lo lovely to have the option if you don't have to. You know? Absolutely, especially in this heat. Yeah. Because it's not nice, is it, wearing it for a long, long length of time in this heat. And I think now we're getting a sort of taste of what the NHS workers were going through in the summer last year when we had that incredible heat wave. But anyway, so freedom has happened. The, the world supposedly is opening up. And then on the news this morning, wow. Yeah, we're having a massive pandemic now, aren't we? We're having a massive issue with the NHS track and trace. Have you been affected by that at all? Not at all. Um, but I do think it's a bit ludicrous now that, you know, you may not, you're not, you can have a test, you're not at all uh, positive, you just might be next to someone. I, I, I think some, again, common sense needs to come into play here because otherwise the country's going to grind to a halt again. 
um, through lack of staffing and amenities not being there and now saying food on the shelves now. So I think the government needs to kind of take a, 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 I don't know, a, a recall or a reckoning on this and come up with some new guidelines. Yeah, there have been many suggestions, haven't there? Like if you are double jabbed and you're negative in um, a PCR test, then then you don't have to isolate because I mean we had um, the the media that I was watching this morning had the owner or founder or shareholder I can't remember which now of um, a major supermarket chain and he was saying that it's just ironic that all throughout the pandemic last year pre-vaccine they they managed and they didn't have to shut stores but post-vaccine and you know supposedly now in freedom times he's having to shut stores due to lack of staffing mm. yeah and i think um the herd immunity will i think be in by september we've just got to get through this bit um but you know again i just i common sense and logic is the thing that's gone out the window here you know unless people deliveries aren't coming through and Someone has to step in and make some changes quite quickly, otherwise we're going to be in a terrible mess. Yeah. But, you know, that's what we're talking about today, isn't it? About avoidance. And um, there's certain things in our businesses or in lives that we avoid looking at because either it's lovelier to be in denial, <laughs> or I'm in denial, um, and I don't want to look at anything, because it can be painful to dive into something that feels uncomfortable. And I think the bit that we avoid in our business is the bit that could be the key to our successes sometimes. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, you're right. I was just about to say common sense sometimes does prevail us when we know what we need to do, but we just don't do it. There are, I always say to my clients that, you know, there is one thing that you know you should be doing, one thing at least, that you know that if you did it, it would make a difference to your business what is that one thing because we all know what it is don't we we all know what it is it's whether or not we choose to accept that that's what it is acknowledge that that's what it is and actually take some action i agree and there's a lovely feeling that comes when you've got your own business that almost every aspect of it is working well so you've got your seo you've got your marketing you've got your networking yeah you've got your website looking amazing you, you, you love this little tick box of everything that's going at 100% performance. But there's always one of those things that you're not focusing on. And, and it's probably, for me, social media. Um, I try and do as much marketing as possible, but I do find social media hard to get on top of. What, what, would, what would you say your avoidance was? Well, you're asking me to choose out of all the many things that I avoid. I think that um, I think it's really important that, um, and I will share what mine are. But I think it's really important to acknowledge which type of sort of procrastinator are you, because there's different types, isn't there? There's there's the all oh, I'm too busy type, um, which are the type that are overwhelmed and in denial. They are there. There's the um, perfectionist. So. They, they put off doing whatever it is because it's just not perfect enough and they know that they're never going to get that perfect enough. So there's the perfectionist, there's the, the lazy, that just pure and simple are too idle to take action. And I think it's 
about recognizing which one you are. Why do you put things off and what it is that you're putting it off? I think for me, um, overwhelm and fear is what causes me to procrastinate. If everything is too much, then I just don't do anything. So I'm gonna just put in the chat box, what are you avoiding in your business? And see if anyone wants to comment on that and be honest and share. But I agree, there are people who are perfectionists and that can really hold you back because you're thinking, yeah. I only want to do it if it's brilliant. But actually you can wait and wait and wait and wait and it never is brilliant. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's because you don't know how to do something like technology can be something you avoid. So in which case I say, get someone to help you with that, you know? But I think, um, I think also what, um, what I was thinking about this morning, sort of thinking about this show and about, you know, what we put off and, and why we put things off. And I think it's, um, everybody's different, aren't they? And, and overwhelm is a big, as I said, it's a big driver for me. So when I'm feeling overwhelmed, it's sort of my trigger and I know that I have to do something about it. And the, the thing that I do about that then is I just make a big list. You know, I make a big list, I clear everything out and that clears my overwhelm and it then forces me to take action or it encourages me to take action. It leads me to take action, which then stops me from avoiding the things that I need to be doing. Because again, I always know that there's one thing that I have to do or can do that will make a difference. And I think it's about being honest, isn't it? If we're honest with ourselves and we're recognising and acknowledging, yes, there's one thing that I could do differently. And interestingly enough, and, and this is my downfall, I was having um, an interesting conversation with a client last week about not following up leads. So it's like, why would you not? Why would you not follow up the leads? And what came from this is, well, actually 10 maybes is better than one no. So in our comfort area, we feel much more comfortable knowing we've got 10 potential buyers rather than acknowledging, well, actually one said no and now I've only got nine or eight or seven or six. Mm -hmm. So that is something that I fall into the trap of a lot as well. But again, it's that comfort zone that keeps us from doing the things that we know that we should do, I believe. I think we should always be slightly out of our comfort zone as coaches anyway. Um, the other thing is because we're all so time poor yeah i'm sorry i've got a funny echo on my line um you have to decide what you're going to put your energy into so a new thing comes along like clubhouse and everyone jumped on it and i, I saw people in there nine in the morning till nine at night holding mm. Mm. And i thought god I've got, to, I've got to do that I've got to do it now the bandwagon has jumped and it's gone right down immediately and in some ways i'm glad i didn't jump on it because that would have taken a lot of time and energy i agree 100 percent. i think we need to prioritize and not everybody has that skill either um so prioritize on things that are going to help you to make that difference that are going to help you contribute to that big thing that's going to make the difference and if clubhouse was the thing that was going to make a difference because it was going to open up your audience to a you know a whole new sort of diverse range then great um i didn't jump onto that bandwagon either and i too shared your almost fomo on you know am i missing out on the next big thing is this going to take over um 
Twitter or any other social media platforms because that was what it was trying to do, wasn't it? Um, and I, you know, I dabbled in it a few times. I never hosted my own room, um, but I, I joined others' conversations. And like you, now I'm glad I didn't put my energy into that because nobody's really talking about Clubhouse anymore, are they? No, it seemed a very hard vehicle in which to turn around to get followers and potential clients. Yeah. And that's a long, long, slow burn. And none of us have got time for that. But it's, it's also, um, when I say social media, it's like, I know I should be doing more two camera things. And how we hate that. You know, it's like on Instagram, maybe on LinkedIn, maybe a little one-to-one -one to camera things. And I, it takes me so much courage and prep to do them. Um, and yet it probably is the thing that gets the most engagement. But it's the thing I avoid doing. Absolutely. And is that because you are a perfectionist? So when you are going to camera, you know, you want to make sure that everything is looking good. You know, you're looking good. The background's looking good. You've scripted, you've prepped, like you said, and, you know, there's no room for error. And I know when I first started putting my my face to camera or face to video on social media, um, I mean, I was mortified because I hate having my photograph taken. So to, to do that was a big thing for me. But I had some social media training and the guy that taught me he was brilliant. You know, he basically said yeah, in this day and age, you know, nobody's actually looking for the most polished, perfected video clips. People are now looking for honest, raw, vulnerable Sam. And that's who they want to hear from. And that actually made me feel a lot more comfortable because I thought, well, that I can be. You know, I can be myself, I can be open, honest and vulnerable at times um, and, and I can do that. So I just literally started to just hold the camera up, hold my phone up, shoot a short video and not even look at it, not watch it back, just post it. And the more I did that, the more confident I became. So it's, again, it's just about addressing that, you know, I'm never going to be perfect. I'm never going to be comfortable being on camera or having a camera pointed at my face. So just do it, live with it, move on. I, I agree. Um, I guess when I look through, I don't go on Instagram that often. I sometimes waste time on TikTok. I think there's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of messaging. And I kind of think I want to stand out a little bit. I don't want to just be another talking head that's taking up someone's airspace. Yeah. So that's the thing I worry about. What can I say that might be different that isn't that might hasn't been heard a million times that isn't boring that is worth it has value you know? yeah and i've shared that pain as well like surely i'm just about to talk about time management everybody knows what i'm just about to say so actually i won't say it but you know when you've got your tribe and your audience they're interested in your opinion on time management that's true whatever that's true. it might be yeah. um so although somebody else might have you know, shared the model or shared the theory or shared the strategy. It's your slant on it and your your viewpoint and your little mm -hmm. tiny intricacies that might complement that, that they're interested in. No, you're right. I didn't think of it like that, that it's people want to hear your opinion on it or your take on it, which, of course, is why they follow you. <laughs> why didn't yeah. I get that? <laughs> um, but so I think, again, like all social media, we can look at it and we can see that, you know, I, there are many, many coaches that are on it nine to five every day, you know, whether they're doing it, whether they're scheduling it, whether they're paying somebody else to do it, they're present. And that puts me again into a little bit of FOMO, you know, I, either I'm missing out or uh, should I be doing more? Of course I should be doing more. You know, I don't do half enough, but 
how much is enough and what is holding me back is it time is it being too much of a perfectionist is it skill is it actually i just don't enjoy it therefore i'm going to do something better that i do enjoy and all of those questions we need to be honest with ourselves and i think honesty is where you know avoidance is is a really big player I agree there too. The other thing I know that I don't do, and it's not that I've avoided doing it, I forget to do, is to ask new clients and new leads where, how they heard about me. Because if you know how they've come to even having the discovery call with you, then you know that's your strongest um, platform to be on. And I don't do that enough, is asking people, how did you hear about me? Um, why did you book the call today? What platform did you see me on or hear about me? And I, I've got a feeling it isn't really Instagram is my platform, but I want to have a presence on there. So far, I don't think it's been LinkedIn particularly. I do think it's my newsletters. I do think it's my Google ratings. I think it's networking. Um, but all the other social media platforms, it's more of a presence than an actual lead generation thing. That's what I'm finding, because I've, I've had no one say, I loved your Instagram post, I want to work with you. It's not been like that. I'm the same, but do you think that, you know, to, to buy a coach, to hire a coach, to work with a coach, it's a personal thing. And I don't think that we can, I, I, I don't know whether or not it works for that sort of transaction. Um, I know personally that I have thrown, you know, thousands of pounds into marketing campaigns with various different degrees of experts out there. Um, you know, who I remember one guy said to me, and I won't name him because he's quite a household name, but he said to me, "You'll never need um, to market again. You will have enough leads coming into your business from this campaign." Well, it got me zero after thousands of pounds and and i think that after time and time again of investing in such campaigns and, and people and experts and trust and you know i just realized that actually i am better at relationships and forming those myself and networking is brilliant for me as is partnering with people that you know know and trust me already and are going to fly my flag so i don't think it's so much of avoidance i think it's actually just being smart with our time I agree. And also, once you've um, invested in things that don't pay off, you're naturally cautious. And uh, equally, I've spent money on things people promise the world and they deliver. Well, they've done their bit, but it didn't deliver anything. Yeah. And I think, well, you know, I, I'm loath to go down that route again. Um, and that I think some marketeers prey on our desire for a quick fix or the one thing that will bring us everything. And actually, I think it's it's more having lots of things going on at once. Yeah, I agree. And I think that, you know, I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, that, that social media doesn't work for coaches. I'm not mm. saying that, but it doesn't work for me. No. And I think like everything, we just have to do what works for us because there is only a certain amount of time in the day and there is only one of me and I need to work out and be smart with those hours and I need to do things that work for me. And I know what I'm avoiding and I, and I really, really honestly feel that social media is not about avoidance. It's just about, I think I can invest my time more wisely. 
Um, that, that's a good point. Um, the other thing is, which I've noticed recently, a large tech company contacted me to give them some quotes for a campaign they were doing. And I said, oh, I'm all for getting out in nature every day. And they said, yes, we know. And I thought that's because they've been looking. They would have contacted me and checked all of my social media platforms to make sure I'm not racist, anti this, anti that, radical this, radical that. So they've already checked that I would be a safe sports person. So even if you're not getting um, clients from it, you might be getting someone thinking, I want to work with this person or we have to support this person because their legacy is in line with our values. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And that is why, you know, even after saying what I've just said, I do have a presence on Facebook and I do have a presence on LinkedIn. And I like LinkedIn and I've won business from LinkedIn. In fact, that's been my major source of leads from any social media platform. So it's a winner for me. But but what else? Looking at avoidance, looking at sort of disruption and what else do you think is common amongst your clients? Uh, well, when I train people to become life coaches, one of the most common things I hear on week one is, I, I hate doing that, like social media or mar or writing or doing two camera. or And I say, well, you're going to have to learn to love it because yeah. you, might, you might be a coach or you might bake cakes, but the bottom line is we've still got to do the marketing. So don't say, I hate doing this either learn to do it or pay someone or get comfortable in a way that it's, it's workable for you. But yeah. you, can't, you can't just rule it out because you personally don't fancy it because that's not that's going to hold you back because all your competitors are doing it. And that's so true. And that's the same, isn't it, in leadership? Because I hear that a lot as well. You know, I'm just not a good leader, Sam. I'm like, well, that's okay, but your team need a good leader and deserve a good leader. So if you can't be that person, if you can't upskill, if you can't be the person that they need you to be in terms of a leader, then somebody else needs to be. Mm. So it's not just marketing and social media that I see is a massive avoidance. I see, you know, people, people avoid people, don't they? Um, because they just sometimes, you know, a little bit overwhelmed as to what to do next, especially, you know, if they're having to deliver bad news or, you know, there's HR issues or there's challenging things going on in their team. You know, people do avoid people. I see that a lot. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but the other thing that I hear a lot is I don't know what content to put out. Mm. So being short of content and actually being a journalist, I, I was never short of content. You have to come up sometimes each day with five or six ideas that your editor will choose from. So always use the weather, <laughs> whatever business you're in, use the weather, summer, spring, winter, autumn. The season, is it time to declutter, spring clean, hibernate? You know, there's lots of ways to come up with content, but don't just say, I have no content. Keep it really simple. And also, the knowledge you have, other people don't have. So don't assume that what you have is boring keep it simple and just feed little bits of it out each time you know yeah i think that goes back to what we were just saying doesn't it about having something different to say so you know just yeah you're right you know everybody's got their opinion on everything um so many opinions on everything at the moment especially and it's just about letting your tribe your audience your followers know what yours is you know mm. it's never going to be boring if it's your personality that's coming up behind it especially you know 
somebody that's so out out there like you are in the city you, you have got like like you know obviously i follow you on social media and you do that you do that very well you're always commenting on what your local park looks like or the the cab you said today or what the vibe was like in the city on that day or you know and i, I think that's a good thing because it lets people know your personality it's not you know but we're, we're talking about today avoidance aren't we so what do you think are our biggest or what are your biggest tips on how to not avoid anything whether it's social media whether it's leadership whether it's dieting i mean gosh i need a big old hand in that front at the moment how to avoid not eating the things that i know that i shouldn't what should we do to stop avoiding everything i think you have to revisit your goals because if your goals are delightful delicious, compelling, they make you smile because you think that's what I want. I want a little country cottage. I want a holiday home. I want to retire at a certain age. I want a trust fund for my kids. I want to have a lovely, lovely life. Am I getting that by avoiding doing X, Y, and Z? Yeah. If you want a fabulous figure and you want to wear the great gear and you want to feel fit and healthy, is what I'm doing right now taking me to that goal? So I always think when I'm looking at the Bowdoin catalogue online <laughs> in the sale, is this helping me get to my goals? No. So I know I'm avoiding when I'm looking at sales, clothing sales. I've got my vision board here over my desk. That's what I'm working towards. Right, get on it. Do something that's going to be a step forward. So I think revisiting why you're doing what you're doing can sometimes be a great purposeful spur on, you know? I think that's a good point and also i think it's about you know bite-sized chunks isn't it because sometimes that goal can be too big so my goal at the minute is to be i won't say what size but two sizes smaller so that goal for me right now feels absolutely huge and in fact i'm i'm working with a lovely lady um called julie court a nutritionist who um is helping me through that and she she emails me every Monday morning and I have to submit this weekly sort of review on how my week's been and she said to me this morning actually after I'd emailed her back yesterday um do you know what Sam you, you're tackling too much you trying to, you're trying to get perfection you're trying to you know achieve that ultimate beach body you know within two seconds of saying that we're going to follow this and follow that and you know change this and maybe try a bit of this and you know, she said, it's too much. Just focus on just two tiny little things. Just try and drink more water. If, if nothing else, between now and when I see you next, just try and drink more water and try and only eat in a 10-hour window. Just that's it. Don't worry about what you're eating. Just do those two things for me. That's all I'm asking. And all of a sudden, it feels like a bit, oh, okay. Yeah, a little less overwhelming and a little less like, well, actually, I'm going to come up with all the reasons under the sun why I... You know, I'm, I'm going to avoid doing that. I'm, I'm going to tackle this because I can, because it's two things and I can do those two things. I think, you know, the goal is great. You visit, as I say, revisit the goal. There's so many business people I work with who don't even know why they're working 14, 15 hour days. So yeah. they don't even know why. And I say, what well, do you want to get? Oh, I haven't thought about that. Good question. Good question. Well, know why you're doing all this. But the most yeah. important thing is, as your, as your nutritionist says, enjoy the day because the goal is over there. You've got to enjoy your day and have and enjoy the process. This is your life. This is the journey. 
it's not the it's not the end thing where make have your glass of wine you know go shopping but enjoy the work you're doing as well rather than just it all being a slog and a hardship you're absolutely right in fact she said those words because i've i've commented that i'm you know i've got a, a social weekend ahead we know what social means um and she said great enjoy it don't worry about it you know let, let's chat monday but enjoy the weekend you know just that's it just drink lots of water and focus on the, enjoying that moment and that's it yeah well i think that's a great a great tip to leave, leave on which is live in the now yeah keep in mind what you want to achieve yeah but really really make the most of each day too and if you are avoiding something just take one step is better than nothing at all yeah absolutely one tiny step you know you know what you need to achieve break it down don't try and reach for perfection all the time you know be aware of what it is know your triggers and know what works for you because we're all very different aren't we and we're all only humans so stop trying you know to do too much to achieve too much to achieve the impossible we set ourselves up to fail don't we too many times um and we're all great at what we do and we just need to give ourselves a good old pat on the back sometimes so my tip for this week is to turn around pat yourself on the back enjoy life enjoy the glorious weather that we're um experiencing till maybe the weekend um and and have a have a good old fun time absolutely enjoy your day keep your eye on the goal but make sure you're enjoying the magic carpet ride to get you there Thank you Love very that. much for watching us this week and see you next week. Enjoy yourselves and thank you for tuning in. And if you want to be on the, on the programme, drop us a line. It'd be lovely to, to see you and share your business stories. Have yeah. a great day. Thanks, everybody. Take care.